Yes, and welcome back to the Met How Good Words podcast. Don't know what that singing was, but it's there now. <laughs> Sign me up, Louis Walsh. Um, but don't touch Mel B's bum again. Um, welcome back to the Week in Football and the Met How Good Words podcast with me, Josh. Me, Donna. Ew, Donna. What a week in football it's been, baby. Um, obviously, loads of stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to come back to our predictions from last week at the end of the pod and maybe make some predictions <laughs> for next week. Um, a bit of a shambles, I think, would be the general consensus. Yeah, quite quite wide on the mark on a few of them. Um, yeah, not only the res- not only the scoreline, but the results for a lot of them. Yeah, uh, not not our finest hour. I'm also part of this uh, Premier League Predictors League with a few lads. Who used, well, with a lad who used to play football, if he runs it, and I did some predictions for the weekend. You get six points for a correct result. Um, and twenty uh, six points for like so if you say it was going to be three one and it was two one you get six points if you get the score bang on it's twenty points and nine games played I'm currently on zero points <laughs> Jesus Christ that is so shocking bad. isn't it that is so zero. bad um, yeah shocker and it was a fiver for the privilege as well so which is a bit of a shambles but anyway um, what we're gonna do, we're gonna discuss loads of things on the week in football. Um, but obviously the first thing we need to talk about is um, the big game yesterday. Liverpool-Arsenal. Um, Liverpool, poor. Really poor. Arsenal, mm. very good. I mean, what, were your, what was your takeaway from it? Um, yeah, Liverpool weren't at it, were they? They're missing... They're really, you can, they, they were really missing Salah in that, in that game. Um, I think that was evident. Um, Trent didn't look fit at one point I didn't even realise he was playing I had to check I had to check I had to check, um, I had to check on my phone because I thought because he used to stand out when he had dreadlocks now he doesn't stand out as much <laughs> so I had to quickly check my phone because I was looking I was like is that him so I checked on my phone obviously he was playing I was thinking nah he can't be he can't be fit because he, he he normally stands out like, stands out like a sore thumb when he's playing so yeah, it, it, he was. A, he was. A, I'm going to say he was a big miss yesterday in the sense that he was. He was just not very good. Um, yeah, but fucking hell, what happened to Allison yesterday? That was like it, what I thought it was. Um, a cut of quite a few poor goalkeeping choices, a poor performance in general by Allison. But mm. he was. He was so bad. But I. But. To his defence, I don't think the second goal is his fault. I think the second goal is Van Dijk's fault, personally. What? The one but, where he comes to clear it. Yeah, I think the second. I think the second one's Van Dijk's fault because I think he will he will come and make that clearance and connect with the ball ninety nine times out of a hundred. At that time, he didn't. But I also can't understand why Van Dijk didn't just head it. Like yeah, when the ball agreed. was coming over in the first place, I don't understand mm. why Van Dijk puts him in that situation where he doesn't know what to do because he doesn't head it, and also he just wasn't strong he just wasn't strong enough I, I didn't think I know Alisson also wasn't strong enough I think they're both at fault but I think it's more Van Dyke's fault um, yeah because I was actually listening to someone on another podcast say well why is why does Alisson come out and why does he come out and do that but I think what what people to. don't he, that's it mate I, I, I don't want to be obviously as a I was a goalkeeper until I was 18 so uh, <laughs> a bit goalkeepers union but I I don't I don't think that people actually understand that he does that every game and he does it successfully like playing a higher line as a goalkeeper is will prevent ex- loads more goals than it will le- like let in than you'll concede mm. but when it doesn't work it looks really really bad so i think it's one of those things where people always pick up on the mistakes but they don't actually pick up on the good times it on the good things that it does 
So obviously, he, Allison is unbelievable as a sweeper keeper and being quick off his line. And that time, it just, that time it didn't work for him, but it will work for him 95, 99% of the time. Um, but I, I think it's Van Dyke's fault. I think Van Dyke was shit yesterday as well, if yeah, I'm being honest. I thought that. I thought he was bad. Um, I agree with you. I think he should head it. I don't know what he's thinking. Letting it... Yeah, he, he should head it first. Yeah, he should head it clear. But then when it when it doesn't, then I think Alice should be getting rid of it in the obviously makes a mistake. Yeah, mm. Watching it back in slow motion, I don't know what Alison is really thinking. I don't know if he thinks that Van Dyke's going to just take it off him and then carry it out. But even then, you would just get you you would just get rid of it. Yeah, I don't know if he's tried to get. I, I don't think he's tried to get rid of it. I think he's, he's. I think he's probably started in such a high position that he's kind of in no man's land, and he's like, oh shit, I've got to do something. Because if he does nothing, he's fucked as well. Yeah. So it's a really, it's really weird because he's nowhere near the ball, really, is he? Um, nah. Yeah. And, um, and when I first saw it, I thought it was a foul on um, on Van Dijk. Yeah. It's never, never a foul. Nah, nah, that'd be so soft. I, I think that there were, there were. I mean, I think the third goal, Allison needs to take a bit of blame for. I think I think that's, I know it's a deflection, but I think it's too easy still. Yeah, I, it, it, I feel like he doesn't move quick enough. I, like we're, we're no pros, I feel like he doesn't move quick enough. And yeah. I think Raya, Raya had a bit. Oh, Raya obviously had a stinker. Well, not a stinker, but I think he made a mistake with the first goal. But to Raya's defence, and I I like I wouldn't say I like slagging off Raya, but I think I prefer Ramsdale to Raya, so I'd be more inclined to slag him off. I think to his defence, his distribution yesterday was unreal if literally the how quickly he was getting the ball and throwing it out mm. to the to the fullbacks he was doing it so it was so like it was just so on the front foot to try and get Arsenal playing quickly straight away and I thought that was that was really 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 impressive from Ryan I thought yesterday but um goal was still a bit piss and I I, I kind of think I don't want to sound like your old da but I I think that like with the Van Dyke header and maybe having a goalkeeper that's a better shot stopper than distributor. I understand the goalkeeper shot stopper distributor one. Maybe there is, there's obviously benefits to having an outstanding person with outstanding feet, terrible with the hands versus the other way around. But with defenders, maybe more so with the Van Dyke than with the goalkeepers, I would rather someone just head it away to safety or just lump it away to safety in those situations not as a regular occurrence but I feel like sometimes it almost feels like there's a pressure to try and overcomplicate things too much long bouncing ball over the top when your goalkeeper is positioned quite high and you've got a fucking rapid winger behind you who you know is slightly quicker than you well you know he's not slightly quick he is quicker than you and he's sort of shoulder to shoulder with him just get rid of it like I, mm. I, I, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't take that stance in a lot of things, but I think situationally, sometimes it's almost like there feels like there's a pressure to get the ball down, play the ball, and do things in a certain type of way. Whereas in reality, there are times where you just need to be safe. J- 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 maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I think in in that context, I looked at it and she's like, "Ah, oh, mate, like you 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 lose possession, you lose territory, whatever. You fought there f- 60, 70 yards up the pitch when they weren't before, but you're also not conceding a goal from that." Yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's high. That's hindsight. I don't think. I think if you started seeing Van Dyke lumping the ball out every time the every time the ball came near him, you'd be thinking, "What? What the fuck is he playing? Like, giving the ball away constantly?" Um, hmm. But yeah, in that situation, he should definitely head it clear. I think yeah. there's a lot of pressure on the goalkeeper as well. 
just to clarify, I'm not I'm not pro kicking and heading. I was just more in a sit in a situation like that when you can you can read the danger of there's like a seventy to eighty percent chance that he could get in and around me because he's fucking rapid. Like someone like Martinelli, or there's a zero percent chance he scores if I fucking lump it away. I would I, I would always go that. Like, I would always go the latter. But anyway, that's why I'm that's why I'm not Virgil van Dyke and I'm playing Saturday football. Um so the one one thing I, one thing I, about the game that I feel like no one picked up on, and I, I I don't know why no one picked up on, is Odegaard's pass to Havertz for the first goal is fucking mm. unreal. I didn't see anything about it anywhere. I, mate, the pass is so good. But also, you would put your house, as soon as you saw Havertz was through, you thought, he's never scoring this. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at him and went, he ain't scoring. I thought he was going to square it. When I when he first went through, because Saka's, ju- I don't know if he's just behind him, but I think he don't think he fancies. You, you don't fancy him, do you? Yeah, he's no. like, so you don't fancy him, but I didn't expect him to shoot. He should do better. <laughs> he should yeah, do he should better. do better. Yeah, he should but do better. It doesn't I agree. Matter. It's still gone in. Yeah, hind- yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing. He should have done better, but I think the pass was good. I also think Odegaard was outstanding yesterday, but obviously all the plaudits have gone to him and two right. Jorginho was... George- mate, Jorginho. Oh, yeah, Odegaard. Odegaard's expected goals were, what, 0.4, but his expected fart wafters lifting up the crowd were <laughs> fucking 7.8. Um, I can't stand that. That's one of the, the one things about, like... I think it's only, only only started happening in the last few years, but every single game there's always someone who's trying to like pick the crowd up. It's like five minutes in, like you just—it's not so unnecessary. It's trying to create a false atmosphere. Yeah, it just yeah winds. And me who's up. and who who do you think that's actually for? Do you think that's for like? Do you I think, think the crowds go? Do you th- yeah? I said I, I don't think the crowd go. Oh yeah, he wants us up for it now. But I, I don't know. I always I always think it's a bit if you're. The crowd are more likely to respond in a positive way if you're playing football in a certain way, and it's not—it's not, it's not like the Arsenal fans were like silent yesterday because they were fucking smashing Liverpool. So why is he? Because even early doors, Arsenal Arsenal ran the game from minute one, didn't they? So it's not like they—it's yeah. not like the crowd were like on their back or anything. I think they try to build—they try to build an atmosphere so that they can like geez the players up, they can build a bit of momentum. Um, I just think it's a bit fake. I yeah, like agreed. It. It's just like playing to the yeah, playing to the crowd. I don't really like it. Um, yeah, doesn't take anything away from the performance. Though. He was fucking sick yesterday. Yeah, just he was. Just, just don't like the whole waving your arms at the crowd. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I also um, what you were saying about things to start like getting them going before the game. Like maybe they should take the leaf out of the Sunderland's blokes book and start playing like some drum and bass <laughs> before the game or something, getting pumped up instead of. North London forever. I fucking hate that song. Fucking I don't want to be anti Arsenal too much today, but yeah, that <laughs> song is fucking terrible. Another thing was being <laughs> but yeah. Um, the yeah, sorry. Just going. I think we just we just need to have a quick shout out to Jorginho because he was outstanding yesterday. Yeah. I, I and I, I I love it when a player comes in from the cold and has a good game. I think it's a sign of. A, I think it's a sign of a good player. I know Jorginho is old as well, and he has been injured. But I think it's a sign of a top player when they can just come back in. So shout out Jorginho. Um, still, just sticking on Arsenal. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we're going to disagree on this. So what, what are your, what are your thoughts on Arteta celebrating that third goal? Um, <laughs> I just, 
again, I just think it's fake. It's just so forced. They won the game. Uh, 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 that's fine. They've won, they, the third goal wins the game. But I think if the referee blew the final whistle at two one, he's not going to run down the, the touchline doing that after a win, is he? I just don't. I just don't believe it. It's not like they've won last minute, last minute kick, um, last kick of the game in, in the final minute. That game, that, goal, that goal's won the game. It's killed the game. But you're playing against ten men. The game was pretty much dead. I just, yeah, I just think it's it's just all about me. Everyone look at me. Yeah, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you think Fair about enough. it? <laughs> you loved it. I, I, no, I don't. I love it's the wrong thing, but I have no qualms. I don't like Arteta. You, I, I don't like Arteta, but I've got no issue with what he did yesterday because I feel like it's just a relief of at 2-1, although yes, they have dominated the game, there is a little bit of life left, but in the 91st minute to just sort of seal it, there's no, there's no chance they're coming back. You never know against a team like Liverpool whether they could come back, whether something could happen. So I kind of think... But I, I, I feel like because Arteta is Arteta, he's got the response he's got. And I dislike... Like I said, I dislike Arteta. But, but don't you dislike I, him for that reason? He's annoying, no. isn't he? Not, not that. No, not celebrating your team winning a thing like that. I dislike him because of the fucking stupid shit he said in the press conference the other day when he was like, "Oh yeah, Zinchenko and White are best friends now. They're even sharing wives." It's like, mate, that is not funny. That is fucking lame. What are you <laughs> on about? What I've, what, what I've, I think I was, I was having a proper think about it yesterday actually because I was like, I don't dislike Arteta for this, but why do I dislike him? I feel like there's a. I feel like. And it might not even be Arteta's fault that I dislike him, but I feel like there's a there's a narrative around Arteta that he's an elite manager and he's won yeah. the FA Cup. That's what that's what I think. That's what I dislike about him. There feels and I, he probably he I, it's not all down to him, but I feel like there's an arrogance and a and a I'm a top top manager and he's literally won the FA Cup like that. I think that's what I dislike about him more. I've got no issue with him running down the line and celebrating because it's because it goes both ways, right? Like. Boring manager. When managers don't celebrate, everyone's like, "Oh, why can't I have someone this passionate at my club?" and stuff like that. I, I think it goes both ways. So I've got nothing against him for what he did yesterday, personally. But like I said, the press conference thing—I think it's fucking lame. Um, <laughs> but I think it, what it does do is it—it's it. There's a big chasm now. There's a big chasm. There was a there's a gap being blown open, and I feel like every week. This is what I love about football. What I I hate about football sometimes is. People are always people are always common to football fans and they're like, oh they're so fickle. Why are football fans so fickle? Blah 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 blah. It's because because it's an ever changing thing that happens week by week. If you asked me a month ago, I was like Arsenal are going to win it. If you asked me a week ago, I was like Liverpool are going to win it. Looked at the table yesterday, I thought Ah, City probably win this now. Because <laughs> literally one thing just has such a big impact. And I looked at it, City. If City win both their games in hand, they go on top. And it's like City are like that. I don't know. I don't watch Formula One that much. I don't watch Formula One at all. But like Lewis Hamilton apparently is really good at holding out races and stuff. And I feel like City are the similar type of thing. If they go on top, they're just going to hold it out. Yeah. They just they'll just hold off. So if they win their next two games, and they got they got the fucking they got the Undertaker boys tonight, um, which I which I hope they're going to smack. Um, they'll you you hope. Yeah, I hope. You hope. Okay, fair enough. Just no, no, not because. No, but then I hope. I also hope that Man City and Liverpool don't win the league. I hope Arsenal win the league out of the three, to be honest, because I don't want Man City or Liverpool to win the league. And then maybe you I'll take him an elite it. manager, and then maybe I like him. But I also kind of want Brentford to get relegated. So <laughs> <laughs> why? 
I fucking hate Brentford. That's just don't so like sorry. There could be a really nice uh, Brentford fan listening to this podcast. One of the five people that listen to it. You just said you want his club to get relegated. Now he's gonna. That's it. Do you want to subscribe? One star review. <laughs> Great. It doesn't matter. We've got thirty-nine five-star reviews, so it's cool. But um, <laughs> what I, I this is really petulant. But he Thomas Frank come out and slagged off. And I know, obviously, even like now, not great. Thomas Frank come off and slagged off Sancho when he didn't play for Man United against Brentford a couple of years ago because he was at someone's funeral and he was like, "Wow, they've got this young lad who can't even turn up for the day." So I've always thought Thomas Frank, you're a prick. So I want if Thomas Frank leaves, I wouldn't mind Brentford not getting relegated. But I really dislike Thomas Frank, so I want them to get relegated. If that's right with you, yeah, that's absolutely fine with me. I don't, I don't share that same, that's just that same um, belief, but. Um, yeah, I think they'll win. Anyway, well, right. Speaking, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I actually, change my mind. Hope Brentford win and then lose every other game over the rest of the season. Speaking of relegated teams, right? We've we've got to talk on this before I go on to what I want to talk about next. Anyway, but Chef United <laughs> the other day. Oh my god, the fucking the sandwich, the fucking sandwich hater, gluten free Chris Wilder, fucking hates sandwiches, and apparently his football team fucking hate playing football. They were woeful, weren't they? Mate, wouldn't it just be so poetic for him to get sacked now in the same week as he said what he said to the assistant referee because he was eating a sandwich? That would be so good. <laughs> I would have loved him to get sacked after that game. He should be sacked after that game. He, they were fucking shit. They made us look so good, but they would just never. It was like little things, like they give us so much time on the ball it was ridiculous so much space like you got Ollie Watkins and Leon Bailey running in behind they were playing on the halfway line they don't even the thing is they don't even play out from. they don't even play out from the back so I was thinking why are they playing such a high line yeah they were putting under, under no pressure it was it was it was embarrassing boys versus men I think it was 4-0 I, by 4-0 after 30 minutes yeah I, I watched. It. I watched it and was. I, I. I actually sat down and watched it, which is unlike me to watch football games on a weekend, as we'll discuss later. But um, I. It was like you know the um, you know like the half press that players do. Bruno's Bruno's oh, quality. Right? Rashford. The half press, which is yeah, that's the way <laughs> where you kind of run towards the ball until you're four or five yards away, and then you slow up, and it makes it think you're doing the press. Mate, Brereton Diaz, Brereton Diaz had half press on the whole game, mate. He he was he's he had chucked it pretty much straight away. Um, I quite like yeah, him. Yeah, they're. Uh, I like him as well, but he had he was he was the king of the half press. But they mm. were, I mean, th- like w- we said it before. Sheffield Chef United are getting relegated, aren't they? Their team's not good enough. They're they're, they're not good enough to get. They're not good enough to stay up. But no. there's a way to go about it, and like you said, it was like it was like the year sixes had stolen the year threes football on the playground. Uh, like I, I, when I saw Tielemans' goal, I was like, "Yeah, Tielemans is Tielemans is Tielemans is technically outstanding." And I think if they Tielemans would probably be the best footballer in the world if football was walking. He's technically <laughs> if football was walking, he would be the if if Tielemans was quick, he'd be the best player in the world. He's technically so good, right? <laughs> but he was, but he was like, he was just taking the piss the whole ing- entire game and looked like looked like Iniesta. And I was just yeah. like, he, the, the, he the, this is the half press all over there, making it look so easy for him. Um, even when he when he hit his fourth goal in as well, which was a beauty. I was just like, oh my god, I actually felt for him. 
It was like that Simpsons meme that's like, stop, he's already dead. I felt like that after <laughs> half an hour. It was like, lads, just call it. Just go in at halftime and have a mutiny and just go, let's call it. Um, I feel really yes. bad for um, League One Wes. He just takes an absolute hide in every single weekend. Yeah. And he must be thinking, this isn't fun. This can't be fun. <laughs> nah. He, he's he just also... thinking, a big injury now wouldn't be too bad. It's just like they tried to sell him as well. They? Yeah, they tried to sell League One Wes. They tried to sell him in uh, January. Chris Wilder come out with um, something like, yeah, we, he might he might be out the door. And then he played him the next day. And Wes had put, <laughs> Wes had put like a... I, I follow Wes on Instagram. He put like an Instagram story up that was like snakes and stuff like that. It was like a song. It, had a, it was like snakes and something. It's obviously the club of snakes. It like fucking done him over. And then he what played the him the next day. It just... It all felt a bit. There. Yeah. I think Wilder, Wilder as an appointment as well is like... It's so uninspired. I know they did all right in a bounce initially, but it's so uninspired because because he did a great job before for a season and then he did a really, well, he did a not as good job the season afterwards that then got him sacked. And then he's been sacked from every job he's had afterwards after quite a short amount of time and a pretty unsuccessful time. So then bringing him back in just feels like no I'm clueless. Because yeah. I think it was really difficult because I think Heckerbottom had to go. Hecker, I, I think that, that the difficulty was is I think Sheffield probably went, yeah, we've got to keep him for the whole season. But it was so bad. Like, results-wise, it was so bad. They probably had to get rid of him. And then they were just like, oh, shit. Like, who do we get? Allardyce, isn't, Allardyce doesn't fancy it. Neil Warnock, are you with me? He doesn't want to go there. Um, you should have got him. Yeah, should have just went back to Chris Wilder. Mate, Neil Warnock trying to keep Sheffield United in the Prem for six months would have been fucking gold. Because he doesn't... By the way, on Neil Warnock, he doesn't give a fuck. He, he's, <laughs> kind of, he's the new Aberdeen manager, but doesn't give a fuck, man. I was listening to his interview on Talksport earlier, and he's like, yeah, we're just going to have a bit of fun, really. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, okay. The club's, the club's in a terrible position. Um well, not in a terrible Aren't position, Aberdeen but they're still in Europe. Run of results. No. I'm are pretty they? sure they're still... I think they're in Conference League still. I want to say they are. Mate, if Neil, Neil Warnock getting Aberdeen to European glory is... Un, if that happens, that's unbelievable. Surely they got knocked out. They're in the group stages. Hold on. Are you with me? Flat, flat for a bit. Yeah. Um... Intention. I'm not doing a very good job here. I need a new laptop. Nah. Oh my god. They are. I Why think they're you... out. I think they're out, yeah. Well, yeah, I've just had a look third. at their results and they won oh, no. one game. Yeah, but they finished third in the group. I think they might be in the playoffs. I could be completely wrong. Anyway, can you imagine that? That would have been good, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 can you imagine can you imagine that thing that Neil didn't happen that would be unbelievable are you with me yeah that would be quality um, but yeah he's just like yeah just have some fun I just yeah Chef, Yeah, I feel for I feel for I feel for Sheffield United fans because it must because they the thing is as well right is they obviously last year them and Burnley both absolutely spanked that league and then they both have been so poor since a bit of it. Sheffield United are a different level of poor to Burnley. Um, yeah. But anyway, they're hopeless is just what we want to get along. And I also think as well, like you said, Chris Wilder having a go at a ref eating a sandwich. You eating a sandwich, you're talking to a Premier League manager. It's like, Chris, 
<laughs> like that is that is a sign of absolute heads gone, and you just don't know what to pick up on. So you're going to pick up on the fact that blokes eating a sandwich. Small dick energy, so bad. Yeah, come on. Chris is better than that. He's better than yeah. that. But well. maybe not. Um, right. Let's just while we're on the relegation thing. So obviously, I want to talk about United at some point. Whilst we're on the relegation thing, I think we just need to give. I think I said they are a hundred percent down. Not that long ago, and Luton, mate, oh. Luton. If if Luton stay up, Rob Edwards should be. I don't know. Should be Sir Rob Edwards. Get an MBE. <laughs> yeah. Sir Rob Edwards, if he keeps them up. Not manager of the year. <laughs> nope. It's be- he's bigger than list. that. He should- Sir Rob Edwards, and he should get a £70 million payout from someone. There should be a whip around to do- to get him £70 because that job is incredible if he's done that. Because that side, that side is like, it's not, on paper, it's not great. But there are players that are playing out of their skin. And I think we have to mention Ross Barkley, man. Ross oh, Barkley. Yeah. Mate, Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley not Ross Barkley usually plays like as a as an attacking midfielder. Ross Barkley sitting but then pressing on a little bit. It's like he's a new man. It's unbelievable. He he plays now like he he's the main man in that team. He plays yeah. like he's runs the midfield, which he, he never really he, even when he was at Evan, he, I don't think he did that. Um, nah. He played like just behind the striker. Now he's like dictating the game. He's unreal, mm. man. His goal, I think it was his, no, it was the third, was the third or fourth goal where yeah. he carries the ball at the pitch and then just let, lays it off to Adebayo. Adebayo? Adebayo? Yeah, Adebayo. Oh, mate, so good. Because you know he's going to do it and they can't do anything. Big Dan Burn can't do anything to stop him. Yeah. Unbelievable! I, yeah, I wanted to ask you as well. With with Phillips playing now regularly, he's played yeah. two games and he's been quite bad in both those two games. Yeah, if he continues to be quite bad, there's absolutely no way he starts for England in the summer. It can't be. Jordan Henderson's playing in it in um, Holland. There's, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. No matter how good he plays, I'm not having him starting for England playing in that league. Yeah. Ross Barkley has to be in that England squad. Based on form, he has to be in it. Because there's not another English central midfielder that can play in that midfield three alongside um, Rice and Jude at the moment. I don't. I honestly can't think of anyone else. I can. May know. But, yeah, but I think it's too soon for him, to it be honest. Too soon, yeah. But Ross Barkley, um, spirit's head. Gareth Southgate likes him. He's had him in a few squads before. I think he took him to the World Cup in 2018. Yeah. Let me pull that question. Let me put that question back to you, right? On, I'll ignore the Phillips thing for one, right? I'll ignore the Phillips thing for now. Let me put that question back to you: Is Chuba Akpom getting in the England squad ever? Chuba Akpom, who's Chuba Akpom exactly? And there's your answer to Jordan Henderson. If Chuba Akpom scored, what, 10 goals for Ajax this season? Mainly as a sub, but he's come on and scored loads of goals. He's nowhere near, no one's going, oh, we need to get Chuba Akpom in the squad. And we haven't got, we haven't got bundles and bundles of great strikers. We've got, th- we've got three good ones, but he's not even in a conversation. And not that he, I'm not saying he should be in the conversation at all. That's kind of my point. I'm not having Henderson in, I'm not having Henderson at Ajax being an option, to be honest. Um, 
but Southgate was there. Southgate went to watch Ajax yeah. since PSV on the weekend. That's all signs that Henderson's going. And to be honest, although I've just said I'm not having Henderson at Ajax as an option, I wouldn't actually be too begrudging of Henderson being there. Ross Barkley going, I think Ross Barkley has to be in the next England squad. I, I, I think he has to be in the next England squad because he's performing really well. I, I, but what I also think is, I really, I, I don't think Ross Barkley should move on from Luton, especially if they stay up. He shouldn't. The quality of his season shouldn't mean that he then goes on and tries it somewhere else because it's like he spent so much of his career, spent his time at Everton looking for the big move, went to Chelsea, didn't work, went to Villa, didn't work, went to Nice, didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost like he's been searching for something to work for him and now he's got something. It's like, don't just let that be one season of something that's working for you because you are playing like, um, he's playing unreal. Like he's been, he's been genuinely class. So in answer to your question, I don't know if he's going to, st- I don't think he'll start in the Euros. I don't know who's going to start in the Euros, but I think he should, he should be in the next England squads and we should see how the rest of the season goes. And if it stays the same, he should be in the England squad. Agreed. Is that on the fence or is that not on the fence? No. I guess I'm looking quite far ahead when I say he should be in the he should be starting for England in the Euros. <laughs> but based on current form, he one hundred percent should be starting for England in the, in the Euros. Um Yeah. Another player that I saw at the weekend who never ever really gets a shout and I can see mm. why he doesn't, but sometimes he, he just scores so many goals. Sean Longstaff. He never ever yeah. gets mentioned. Yeah. Sean, Long- Sean Longstaff is Sean Longstaff is the English Scott McTominay. They're yeah. the same player. They are. They are like Sean Longstaff. He's the English Scott McTominay. But the problem is, is where does where does Sean Longstaff fit in an England system? He's not going to play. Yeah, we don't. We generally don't really play a three. Do we? What well, we, we do sometimes, but a lot of times we'll play two sitters and a, and a, and a, a higher. I like someone in a higher position. He's never, ever getting in that number 10 position. Sean Longstaff is never, ever going to be the number 10 for England, ever. Sean Longstaff also isn't a sitter. And if you play Don't him you as a think, sitter... though, like, a player like Sean Longstaff, who likes to get in and around the box, he scores a, he scores a few goals. Yeah, but he's... Yeah, but there's so the many good... Just for this, yeah, but this, the sheer fact he knows he, he just somehow always scores... No, I don't even I mean, believe it myself. No. Yeah, I just about to say with thirty <laughs> minutes, with Jew comes off with cramp, Jew or Jew comes off on the sixtieth minute, he's broken his toe. Who are you bringing on, James Madison or Sean Longstaff? Sean Longstaff. Oh fuck off! No, you're not. <laughs> you're not bringing on Sean Longstaff. So that's why. Yeah, that's why I think that Sean Longstaff is unfortunately just in a position where there's a lot of other really good footballers. But I do also think Sean Longstaff is criminally underrated i'm gonna say it. i think he's a very very good footballer i think i've i think he's better than scott mctominay i just said he's the english scott mctominay he's probably better than scott mctominay i think well okay. mm, i don't know actually i don't know if sean longstaff i'd say they're pretty similar standards if, if yeah. aston villa could sign longstaff and mctominay who would you rather sign the fact that i'm struggling to answer that probably tells you a lot about the difference yeah exactly it's not a great deal probably Tomine yeah there's not a big deal of differences there so um, two good players though but yeah Sean Longstaff doesn't get enough love that Lewis Miley by the way he is he is I I actually didn't watch too much of the game but I just want to bring it back to him just what I've seen of him he is he's class Mm. and I said this before on another podcast and I have the same sentiments about Mainu he's class because he's not he's young 
and what you what you the, when young players come into squads and generally have an impact a lot of what's picked up on is the energy they bring and how fit they are and blah 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 but Miley is actually class like as a footballer is class in the same sense that Mainu is also uh, it comes under that category of he's actually class whereas like sometimes you get like somebody who just runs around like headless chicken and puts in good tackles and they're not class so like another example of that is Bradley at Liverpool Bradley at Liverpool is class like you can see he is class he's raw but you can see he's class whereas John Flanagan in hindsight we all said he was class at the time he when was you actually class. look at it yeah because yeah because he, he was, was passionate and, he was passionate <laughs> and kickball headball he was a passion merchant and those, those lads aren't it was so good his tackling was unreal yeah but other than Brandon, that, William, really Brandon Williams at Man United. Brandon Williams at Man United. I was like, oh, this lad's class. But when I think about it, he was a proper passion merchant. Yeah. He's a good player. He's obviously playing for Ipswich, but he's a passion merchant. Whereas, like, Bradley, Mainu, Miley aren't going to spend the season on loan at Norwich. Aren't going to go to Ipswich. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can tell. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. From Mainu going on to um, Man United. Um, Yes, I actually missed the game. Yes, I actually didn't get to watch the game yesterday due to having a lovely roast dinner with my in-laws um, who might be listening to this or my mother-in-law might be listening to this. So hello. Um, so it was a lovely day and I wasn't bitter about it at all. I wasn't pissed off. Um, it was all fine. Um, but coming to... Um, I just want to talk about Ten Hag, right? And I feel like you should apologise. I feel like you should apologise to Ten Hag because Why? I think I think the way he's handled the Rashford situation... I think if if any I think if any other manager did what he did, you go yeah, that's good man management. I think the fact he's gone, we're dealing with it, dealt with it, find him, forgotten, straight back in the squad. I I I don't know what it, I think if he ousted him from the squad, then yeah, something's up. But obviously he's come and apologised for everything, and then he went and scored the, the game afterwards. I didn't think he was going to be in the squad. The way he was talking gave me the impression, hence why I said what I said, that he was going to be out of the squad. Like for the for the for the game that he scored in, and probably for the weekend as well. So the fact yeah. he brought him back in, then yeah, fair enough. Kind of puts the pressure on Rashford. Then it's like, if you're gonna do that, you're still gonna play. You've got to go and show now why that you think you're good enough to to be able to do have it both ways. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he scored midweek, didn't he? But yesterday he was fucking shit. Did you watch it? I know you didn't watch it. Out of a roast. Um, <laughs> Let me just feel you. I know, I which, had, which I had a by the way, I shot on target, and he couldn't <laughs> even do that for me. So, cheers, Marcus. Very much appreciated. That roast was lovely, and I wasn't bitter about missing Man United at all. By the way, I just want to reaffirm that. Um, but I've obviously watched the highlights and stuff um, of it, and he wasn't really that much. He wasn't in the. So. He wasn't in the. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't in the highlights. Um, um, but the, the first goal from Hoyland was unreal. Oh, yeah, unreal. That's, that. a, that's a striker with confidence now. Yeah, four we and four. Probably, probably see a few more. We'll probably start seeing him score quite a few goals now. I'd imagine. Yeah, he looks good. He, he's out of your disillusioned eleven. He's coming out. He's of out of your disillusioned eleven. Yeah, he's um, Hoyland's Hoyland's got Hoyland like physicality wise has a lot. He's got a lot going his way. He's six foot two. He's quick as fuck as well, and he's he is. Like I said great feat. I feel like he just needs to be stronger. I feel like he. Mm. I, I feel like he could. He could. I feel like he could do more. But the reason I say it is because I think he's got quite a high ceiling. 
I don't think he's going to be a world beater, but I think he's. I think Hoyland's got a a higher ceiling than um, than than a lot of people that we've signed. Um, I think he's a great player. I also think Garnacho's great. I think I mm. think that, that obviously the picture of Garnacho, Mainu, and and um, Hoyland is on every Man United fan's social media. <laughs> but I think those those three those three are um, those who make such a big difference. Those three will make and will continue to make such a big difference. My news finish against Wolves was a joke, yeah. but the one one thing I do, one thing I did, I, was, I again, I was thinking about this earlier when we were when I was sort of thinking about what we were talked through today is what I find what I found really really weird is when Casemiro was injured. So Casemiro spent what three months injured, this three four months injured this season. There's so many headlines slagging him off about like oh, he's crap. Man United don't need him anymore. Blah blah blah. They're going to look to sell him in the thing. Like he was such a terrible signing and blah blah. Like, all, it just narrative just came out of nowhere. Come back for three games, one or three. Like he does. There is there is so much more solidity in that midfield when he's there. He got taken off against Wolves as well. The penalty he gave away, which is never ever a penalty in a million years yes you could say it's a little bit silly but i i think he kind of knows what he's doing or maybe doesn't but it's never a penalty but he offers so much more solidity him and martinez come back in is huge but then obviously martinez straight back out and it looks yeah. and it looks and sounds like it's going to be a bad one because martinez is mate martinez is class martinez mm. is genuinely class and i think that because he's i think what happens is because martinez is small that gets the narrative of oh he's doing really well because he's small i think is what people people sort of go towards but it's like no he's actually class if you watch his his passing is so fucking he's the our whole playing out from the back depends on him being there because with the ball at his feet his his passing is is crisp very crisp um but yeah so i'm glad you admitted that ten Hag didn't do anything wrong in terms of his handling of it he got it right in the end I'm not going to apologise yeah. because I think still think I'm about to dry a little bit. But go on. Yeah. Um, really quickly as well because we can't talk. We, we, we're, we're talking quite a lot. We have got a lot still to go through. But um, have you, uh, mate? It's obviously the situation at Chelsea is it's a shambles, right? <laughs> have Love you it. heard, mate? Have you heard the the song they started singing about Pochettino, like about the Poch no. out song? Did you hear it? It goes Chelsea, 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 <laughs> Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. <laughs> Every week, I got you again. You didn't know again. Every did you? week, <laughs> mate. Oh. I'm also, I'm going to come back to my comment of how good is Cunha's class. He's not even that good. Cunha's class. No, mate. I said no. I didn't say he, he, I didn't say he's not that good. I said I just don't rate him. But I've oh, he's up again. Yeah, couldn't. I don't he think was I got completely good. wrong. <laughs> he was very good on the weekend. Like the, I, I also think as well. I really like Poch and I still kind of think that Poch is the right man for the Chelsea job and that's not even like a wind-up thing because you just look how poorly it's gone before but he is properly under pressure now, isn't he? 100%. They're shit. They're really bad. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've... They have not improved. Since last season under Potter, they don't look any different. No. I can't... I honestly can't tell you... I can't see a a single difference Um, other than Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer. Yeah. That's... That's not good enough, though, is it? Cole Palmer's playing well, but Cole Palmer was playing well when he played for City. Yeah, he's come into this Chelsea side as underperforming. When he gets the chance, he takes it. Yeah, <sighs> so many players underperforming, but also a lot of average to poor players in that squad. Anyway, yeah, Gusto, I can't. 
mate, I can't people, talk about. Mate, people rate him. People rate him as well and think he's class. They paid what? so much money for him. Did you see the, 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 the foul? Yeah, what's he doing? Oh. Yeah. He there's silly mistakes. I, I think the one the one thing to the one thing that Chelsea this is this not the manager's fault is I was actually again thinking about this and listening to someone talk about it the other day. It's like, oh, they've got loads of players come back from injury, but someone's like, yeah, but they've already got loads of players, and it's like that's not the manager's fault. That's the fucking idiot that's at the top doing it. But they are. But when they when they miss, Chilwell obviously is coming back from uh, Chilwell's obviously back in. Like Fafana was crap, I thought when he was there, but Fafana is a good centre. Fafana's a Premier League proven centre back. I think Fafana's decent. Mm. Reese James makes a massive Reese James makes a massive difference, and Kunku starting will make a difference. But then I was like, "That's that." Will, those four will have an imp- Cole will coming back in as well. Obviously, Cole will was the other one. Um, so that's five players that are probably all going to start for them. That obviously will have a big difference there. But I still think even with those five players in, they're so average. They're so far they're like, away this, from there. But but they're not. I don't feel like the players that they've bought, there are there's obviously some players they've bought that have just been rubbish. Like now and now a year in, Mudrick's getting away like Mudrick's got away. I know he gets a lot of slander, but he's a year in now. Enzo is a year in now. Like they have that's two hundred million on two footballers that don't really have a that, that obviously are good players, but don't really have the impact that they should be having on your club. But when I think about it, like Liverpool were desperate for Caicedo in the summer. So he, he can't he can't have just turn shit. He can't just no. all of a sudden be shit. So something must be, something must be up. I think they've massively overpaid on a lot of players, and yeah. that doesn't help. So like 125 yeah. million or whatever it was on on Fernandez, that's a massive overpayment. It's yeah. so that tell, that tells me he's he's probably got to be the best player in the team, and he's not. He's not even. Yeah. He's probably in their top top four best players like at the moment, but mm. I, I still think they they still need to spend money, which yeah. is mental. They spent a billion. Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. I, he was one hundred eight million. Caicedo was Caicedo was one hundred twenty five. Caicedo was one hundred. Oh, but, but even but then again, even Caicedo, yeah. But Liverpool had agreed a hundred million pound deal with him, so it's obviously something. He's obviously a player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he is. I just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he but but he looks like but he looks like he's playing in jeans at the moment. Like he looks crap. He like his bad at the like, weekend like, as well. Oh, mate, but he does for 125 million pound football. I expect to look at them and go, "Right, they're really good at." Like obviously he's a, he like his his role is is to break up play, right? And he is good at that. But you I think like He's got to be really good on the ball. He's got to look really comfortable in possession. He's got to be the guy that everyone looks to play that pass through the first time to be safe. I just think he isn't that. I think the fact no. that last year Brighton, Brighton played him right back at points. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's a sign that they can't be that trustworthy in the middle because you don't put your best player at right back unless no. you Klopp. <laughs> he is a right back though. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you, yeah I don't think I don't think changing manager is going to change anything for Chelsea. That's, I think that's, it's I agree, a top-down problem. Yeah, because it looks the 
I think. Do they have a director of football? I don't think they do. I no, think it's I all Bowley, isn't it? Yeah. Bowley to Poch. There needs to be some sort of strategy behind how they buy best. Who's who's advising Bowley to go out and buy Carney Chukwamaker for two, 20 million when he's got mate, six months left on mate, his contract? What, mate, wasn't there a rumour that James Corden's been speaking to him about something, about buying players at one point? No joke. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone, someone summed it up. A per- West Ham fan. <laughs> someone summed it up perfectly earlier. It's like if you gave, if you gave like the LA Lakers, Sir Alex, if Sir Alex Ferguson bought the LA Lakers, and you were just kind of like, he was like, right, I've been really successful in another sport, so crack on. <laughs> Tom Bowley's obviously and been then- successful in another sport, but it, it doesn't translate. They got rid of like Czech, didn't they? Czech went. Czech was sporting director, and he went. And you might argue with some of Chelsea signers, but he's literally he's literally gone. Filter under twenty three. Um, <laughs> oh, he's gone on FIFA. Filter under twenty three. Potential eighty seven plus. Right, him, 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 him. And okay, okay what you would pay crazy. for them if they were actually one of the best players in the world? Yeah, crazy, but, oh. crazy, crazy. Um, right, let's. We're going to quickly. I'll quickly talk about the continent really, really quickly because there's not too much going. Just loads of huge derbies this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. The Juve Inter, um, the Madrid derby, Lyon against Marseille, and next weekend Bayern by Leverkusen. Well, this Saturday coming Bayern by Leverkusen, which is fucking massive. I actually might watch it. Actually, no, I don't watch football games. <laughs> um, but if if there's, <laughs> but I might listen. I might I might read about it. Um, but. Um, Huge games, huge results. So a couple of crazy things for me. One, that Jake O'Brien is centre-back for Leon. It absolutely baffles me, considering he was considering he was playing wow. for Swindon, what, 18 months ago? And was deemed not good enough to play for Crystal Palace? Obviously, they're wow. all part of the same group, aren't they? Leon are massively underperforming in the league, so yeah, yeah, that speaks yeah, to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they are, but apparently he's having a really good season. Apparently he's crazy. having a really good season, but which is interesting. But I, I want to just... We, I brought him up. I brought Inter up last week, and I brought a player up last week. I actually, I actually watched Inter Juve yesterday. Um, I, I missed the first twenty minutes, but I watched everything after that. Mate, Were you Chad, out not, for a walk? No, I was. Oh, um, no, I was sat at home watching the game. Um, Chahanoglu, Chahanoglu, by the way, mate, he is class. He was so he was so good yesterday. I think I, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think Inter are on the brink of something. I really do. I don't know whether what? they're going to win the Champions. I don't know what. I don't know whether they're going to. I don't. I'm not, I'm not no. going to say Inter are going to win the Champions League, but I think. I think that I think they could be. I think they'll be a team that no one will want to play. They are, mate. They are proper. Every they, they watched, are a very very good side. I watched their highlights from the other week because I knew you were going to talk about them, and I thought it was very boring, defensive football. And it does well in tournaments. Yeah. I don't think they're class, though. I don't... Nah. I think they get beat yeah. by any of the English sides. When I watched, when I watched them yesterday, the the underlapping and overlapping centre-backs. Oof. Oh, Chris Wilder would love that. <laughs> yeah. But they actually have good players to do it. And also, they get fucking M- M- Matteo Darmian is starting for them. Henrik Mkhitaryan is starting for them. And they're decent. I think Simone, Simone and Zage, if they win the league this year... He has to. He's top. Anyway, um, Madrid, Madrid Atletico, corrupt as fuck. The goal was definitely a goal not given. 
La Liga absolutely gutted when Llorente scores a header at the end. Um, it's so corrupt in it. It's embarrassing. Um, but justice was served. Brahim Diaz, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Some yeah. player. Yeah, some player. He doesn't even, st- doesn't even start, does he? he only, I think no. I heard on the, the commentary they were saying that he, he, only, he only come in last minute for Vinicius because he's injured. But yeah, he looks a really good player. I think they, yeah. they pay. They bought City, him from Man City. He? he was at yeah. City. He was at City. Then they bought him. Then he barely played. Then I think he went on a two, two and a half year loan to AC oh, Milan. To AC, was good yeah. at Milan. Was was good at Milan, and then came back and hasn't really got in a look in. But he's starting to get more and more of a look in. Yeah, he's a player. I like the look of him. I like the look of Brian Diaz. I don't think he's very old either. Still, so um, the only last thing before we go on to our predictions is it is on the day that we're recording this. It is Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, Tevez, Jorge Hadjis, and veteran called Lucas, and Adnan Yanazai's six outstanding footballers' birthdays. So happy birthday to all of them. <laughs> that is mental, isn't it? That is mental, isn't it? Um, so- I love how you managed to squeeze Shaw Luca in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a player. And Yanazai. Um, yeah, players. Blues. Um, Right, Premier League predictions. So, from the weekend, I'm just going to talk about some of our highlights. Uh, I went for Wolves 4, Man United 1. You went for Aston Villa 2, Newcastle 1. I went for Aston Villa 3, Newcastle 0. Shambles. You went for 1 all with Notts Forest Arsenal. That did not happen. I went for, I actually went for 2 1 Luton. I said Luton to beat Brighton, and they did. Uh, Brentford, we both went for Spurs to absolutely paste them and they like sort of snuck through. Um, oh, just on that, really quickly, sorry, I don't want to talk about it too long, but just on that, I saw someone being like, ooh, ugly scenes on social media between Madison and Neil Mopar. I was like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. Ugly scenes. I was like, it's ugly scenes. I was like, it's, it is one of the, it is one of the very few times we get to see footballers be human beings and like, Social media-wise, so many people are so social media changes. Great three points. Fans were brilliant. See you next yeah. Saturday. But for Boy. him, for, for Madison is rattled when he's tweet when he's tweeting the picture of Mopai and a Mopai's response of like, "What score more goals and less relegations than him?" And then he's like, "I think <laughs> I went a bit too early on that one." I was like, "That is fucking class." That's like, how is that bad? No one's. That's not offensive. It's just funny. Um, right. Let's go through this week. We haven't prepared this. We've just decided we're going to do this now. So we haven't prepared our predictions. So, Donna, if you want to give me... I gave you the games last week. Do you want to give me the games this week? And I'll go yeah. first. Um, so the early kickoff, Man City are at home to Everton. 6-0. <laughs> you being serious? 6-0. You're going to go 6-0. I think City... This city have got city do an early kickoff pasting once or twice a season. Everton aren't in particularly good form. Six 0 I'm gonna go two 0 right. City. I don't know. Everton, You're have to Everton have started to look a bit better. Um, nah, they started to go crap. They were better, and now re- they lost out the last three. They're back they to drew. being. They drew Spurs. Oh yeah, they drew against Spurs. They drew a Villa. Yeah, at home. Yeah, crap though. Six 0 Okay. Um massive oh, massive game. 
the uh, the Scott Parker derby, Fulham versus Bournemouth. Ooh, I'm going to go for... Uh, I think Bournemouth have been really good this year. <laughs> Fulham, Bournemouth. I'm going to go 2-1 Bournemouth. I think that Tom Kearney will be man of the match, but 2-1 Bournemouth. <laughs> um, I really like Bournemouth this year. They play some really good football. Um, but I also like Fulham, I think, at the, at the Craven Cottage. At the Craven Cottage, I think they're quite good as well. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go 3-1 Bournemouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one. Um, Liverpool, Burnley. Pasting. Absolute pasting. Pasting. Liverpool lost lost last week. Liverpool obviously losing to Arsenal. They'll be fucking right up for it. I'm going to go (laughs) 3-1 Burnley. I reckon reckon 4-1 Liverpool. I think they're going to turn them over. I don't think Burnley are going to score. I reckon five 0 Liverpool. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. If anything other than Liverpool wins, surprise me. Liverpool always concede at the moment. That feels like so. But Burnley are yeah, shit. I think, so. I think they're out for blood. I reckon five, maybe yeah. more. Um, yeah. The next game is Luton versus Sheffield United. Ooh. <sighs> I'm going to go early. I'm Luton. going to say. Yeah, three-one Luton. I think that I think that Chris Wilder would have really got stuck into the boys this week after the performance <laughs> on the weekend. They can't come back and perform like a second week in a row. I think it'll really got stuck into, and I think the lads will be bang up for it. And I think they'll lose four 0 <laughs> <laughs> Nah, four-one, four-one. I think four, Luton one. just Luton just mate Luton are just scoring goals yeah. at the moment. So four, it's got to come to an end at some point, though, hasn't it? Yeah, but. I don't know. It's like a, for- it's like a, that's like a fucking lorry running over a piece of paper. They are at the moment. It's like a piece of paper being like a stop sign trying to stop a big lorry. No, four. Oh, I love that. See analogy. you later. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Spurs at home to Brighton. That's a hard one, isn't it? Spurs at home to Brighton is the oh, they are such good managers. Derby of the. the <laughs> man- <laughs> Anyone, anyone that has a slightly hipster view on football, oh, they're so they both. Honestly, they play such good football, Derby. Um, and I really, really, really hope it's nil-nil, but I think it's going to be three-two. Brighton, I think Brighton Ooh. are going to win three-two. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be many goals in this one. I reckon one-all. Yeah, it can. If there's a again. Not that we're doing a bet tipping thing, but if there's a game, there's something I wouldn't back. It is both teams to score no in that game would be the one thing I would not be back in. Mm, agreed. Um, next game: Wolves versus Brentford. Wolves flying. Wolves flying. Brentford score a goal every game at the moment, um, but Wolves are flying. Two uh, one Brentford. <laughs> no, no, sorry, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with those shit gags. Uh, I think. 3-1 Wolves, I think. Oh, I reckon never draw. I'm going to go 2-0. Fair enough. Um, Forest, late kick-off Forest are at home to Newcastle. Ooh. At last season, I remember watching that and I remember watching that game last season. I think it might have been a 5.30 again. I wonder why Newcastle are always 5.30s, by the way. Um, I think oh. it might have been a 5.30 again. And Isaac was Isaac scored a penalty and was very good and had him in fantasy. He's obviously injured, so that's no penalty oh, for yeah. Isaac and no points for fantasy. 
Yeah, so I think this year it is going to be. Oh, I think two one. I think two one Forest. I feel like Forest have got to pick up a result soon because they are. They've gone the brute. The initial Nuno bounce sort of feels like it's not as active as it was before because they were looking really good. Two uh, one Forest. Yeah, I think Newcastle was really good against us, but they didn't... conceded four at home to Luton. Got quite a lot of time to to recover from the last game, though. I reckon I'm going to go two all again. I think right. it's going to be another draw. Nice. Next one. Uh, the early kickoff on the Sunday got West Ham at home to Arsenal. That's a massive game. Stinks of an Ar- stinks of an Arsenal slip up after a huge result the week before. Absolutely reeks of it. Two 0 West Ham. Two 0 Fucking hell. Yeah. Absolutely stinks of Arsenal shit in their pants because remember they, that's where they fu- that's yeah but that's where they fucked it last that's where they fucked it last year psychological thing a vogging guys will be getting into them but I think two 0 West Ham see you later Arsenal you're in a bin two one West Ham yeah I'm glad that we both gone West Ham for that <laughs> late kick off Villa at home to Man United the mate how the good mate was how- Derby yeah, I was literally just about to say the same thing uh, two. Brilliant results for Man United. We were very, very good against Wolves, even though we conceded three goals, which is a bit of a shambles. Uh, obviously, from the from what I watched yesterday, from the two and a half minutes I watched yesterday, we were really good. Uh, but you just put five past. I think I'm going to go 2-1 United, but I don't really think that. That's hard overhead. I think Man United at home are a different beast than Man United away. Same goes mm. for Villa. I think the atmosphere will be, the crowd will be up for it after that pacing we got by Newcastle at home. I'm going to go 3-1 Villa. Fair enough. Well, well, we'll be here on Monday to discuss, so... Oh, actually, we've got Chelsea us, baby. week. Yeah, 3-1. 3-1. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, you, mate, you've got Chelsea. Wait, 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 got... wait, wait, wait. One more game. Palace at home to Chelsea. <sighs> Something I'd not <laughs> want to watch. Nil nil. I'm going to go one nil. Palace. Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson to have been sacked in the week. Steve Cooper <laughs> to come in. One nil. Palace. Come on. Uh, and there's a burp. And that that burp signals the end of this week's episode. <laughs> right. It was a pleasure as always. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, follow, five stars, all of that jazz. You know the score at matehgw. Um, We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It's a bye from me. And a bye from me. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Play a pod out on Friday. Bye.